0: Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Praise him. He's good. He's worthy. He's amazing. So glad you made it to church today. You know, God is so good, and, and there's so much going on at the church, and sometimes I fail to share everything. But I would say that this week, last few weeks, I've been able to connect with, um, with so many uh, pastors and leaders, uh, really talking about our, our conference, our youth and young adults conference that is on August sixth, and I'm excited. I'm excited because it's not just about the event. Uh, yeah, we believe the event's going to be amazing, but we're believing that something's happening all the way up to the event and the connections and and people who are uh, partnering with the with this conference. And so I'm excited uh, that that's happening. As I was um, as that group was up here. Um, both groups were up here. I just start looking and I'm like, wow, they're not the same people they were when they got here. And guess what? God's not done. There's still more. There's still more. So that, that gives me so much hope. But I have a question for you. Uh, church, I have a question. How many here have ever received an inheritance? Anybody get it? Oh, some rain. Okay. Lunch is on you guys. All right. Praise God. I'm hungry. No, an inheritance. And we're going to talk about an inheritance. And so, um, I, I used to love, um, And, again, I I said this at the last service. I used to love uh, playing games with our family. Uh, You know, we didn't have a TV, and so we played a lot of board games. My mom forced us to read a lot. Um, We used to go to the library. But we used to play board games, and we played Monopoly. And if you go to somebody's house, people play Monopoly in different forms. I don't know if anybody really knows how to play Monopoly the right way because people always have their own way or own rules. So, you know, so there's a... Uh, community chest, and then there's the chance cards. On the community chest, you can inherit $100, right? $100. And I used to get so happy. Give me my $100. Did anybody else feel like that? Get excited? Yeah. Does anybody else want to get an inheritance today? You can't be for Yeah. Raise your hand if you really want an inheritance. If you're at the 11, you don't count. You will put your hands down. Uh, Jennifer, you better put your hands down. She's... She's being disobedient. <laughs> and back there, come on. Oh, yeah. You rose your hand, you want an inheritance. So you get the community chest, you get the $100. <clears throat> you can't give it back, it's for you. <laughs> See? That was very easy. All she did was raise her hand and she received it, right? She had to come up and receive her inheritance. So an inheritance, if you get it, it's tax-free. Uh, taxes already were paid by the person giving. So, so the, pay, the debt was already paid uh, for the pers- by, by the person who's giving away their inheritance. So we want to talk a little bit about that today and get you guys in that, in that spirit of receiving an inheritance. Anybody else want an inheritance in the house? All right, now hands went up quick, see? My 11 o'clock. Jennifer, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> it's been an amazing uh, time just, just, uh, just being around you guys and, and, and uh, in between services, talking to, to some people and just seeing what God is doing and the hunger and um, hope that I see in, in so many of you, and even talking to a young lady in the back who told me she's had a a nonprofit uh, on her desk for several, several years. And she's had it there. And she said a few weeks ago during the the message, uh, she left, she left during the preaching because the Lord told her it's time. And she went and she finished off that. She signed that nonprofit and she mailed it off. And yeah. And she told me, she said, pastor, I know it's not perfect. I know it needs some correction, but I just sent it in faith. I sent it in faith, knowing that it's probably going to come back and I have to make some corrections. But she said it's never going to happen unless I send it. And so she I had to leave the service. I went. I signed it. I gave it a name. I think it's called Faith in Action or something. I was like, oh, man. So that, that excites me because I know that in this house there's still nonprofits that are going to be birthed. Again, books that are going to be read, written and read. <laughs> and, um, and, and and businesses and more. And more. Not just that. We don't want to limit God to what he, and churches that are going to get planted uh, so that we could expand the goodness of God. And, and so that's exciting. And, and so last week we did, we, we talked about what Sister uh, Samantha talked about. The kingdom lies within us. It lies within you. It li- lies within me. And we talked about how you have to unlock it. You unlock it by faith. Faith unlocks the kingdom of heaven on earth. And so we, we activate that with faith. It's by moving in faith. You start to believe in the Bible. Actually, Jesus says that it's not that much faith you need. Just a little bit of faith. A little bit of faith will move mountains. And so when we think about faith, because sometimes our faith wavers. I know sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let's, get, let's take on the world. And then some days I'm, a little a doubt seems to kind of overtake me. But it's faith. Faith that God is looking for. It, it, it pleases him. And the beautiful thing about faith, and this is what I was telling the young lady in the back about her nonprofit. I said, the beautiful thing about it is that when you move in faith, it provokes other people to move in faith. And so I said, you have to do the nonprofit so that you can stand up here and say, hey, my, my nonprofit got approved. You know, she's going to come up here one day. I believe that in faith. And, and it's going to provoke somebody else to do it. Right? Like I'm writing a book right now. I'm writing a book. And that book's gonna it's going to be a bestseller because each and every one of you are going to buy it. But why? I'm, I'm writing the book, not just, I'm doing it out of obedience to God, but I'm also doing it so you guys can see a model. Well, Pastor did it. Maybe I could write a book. Hey, you know, Santos has a, a thriving business and he got so money, much money he don't know what to do with, right? Then I need a business that I, see? But we got to declare some things. We got to believe for it. But, but I, I also told Santos this morning, I said, Santos, you can't, when you pray, you can't say, God bless my business, you got to say, God bless our business. It has to belong to the Lord. See, my book is not my book. It's his book. And so when we include him and we give him ownership, then he's obligated. As long as we're doing what we're supposed to do, right? There's some things we have to do. um, But he's not looking for your perfection. He's not looking for you to have everything in place. He's looking for you to say, I believe. I believe. And it's that faith Uh, And we're going to talk about that today and how you become an heir, an heir. So the the title of the message is Heirs of the Kingdom, Heirs of the Kingdom. So we inherit the kingdom, and and Jesus talked about us inheriting the kingdom, not just in heaven, that eternal kingdom that we are going to enjoy, but he, he was introducing the kingdom of heaven on earth. So the miracles that he did, when we consider... You know, we talked about how, how he told the disciples to take the boat out, and they said, we already, we already tried, and there was no fish. He says, no, but now I'm involved. And, he, and when he told them, they came back, what, the, the boats were overflowing with fish. Two boats got filled. If there was three, they would have been filled. But what happens when, when Jesus is in the, in the picture, then overflow is supposed to happen. And so that's what God is trying to teach us. But in order to to get there, we need to know who we are. And so identity, identity, whether you believe in God, whether you don't believe in God, identity is key. And there's different types of identity. But I I want you to just consider this question. If I came up to you today and I said, who are you, what would you say? How would you answer that question? Who are you? If you're at the 11 o'clock, don't cheat. No, hi Judy. Yeah. So it's not a, a simple question. So if you're at church, you got to say, well, what's the right answer? Now that I'm at church, if you're at work, so you consider that, and you get a new employee who comes or a coworker who says, hey, who are you? What do you? And right away, you tell them what I what you do. Well, I, I'm the painter here. I'm the electrician here. I'm the waiter. I'm the waitress. I'm the cook. Whatever that identity is in that place. If, I'm at, if you're on the block, on your block, and a new neighbor comes and they say, hey, who are you? You say, well, I live over there. That's my house. That's my identity. This is my car right here. This is my parking spot. I clean this parking spot. Don't park here, right? But you have an identity, different kind of identities everywhere you go. And I talked a little bit about my life. When I was about 18, 17, I think I was, I became a bank teller. And I was so excited. I had the little... I know the young people won't know, but there's, they had this little thing that said Teller. It was like a little, like little nameplate, yeah, but it was like a, you could turn it around, and then it said Next Teller. Yeah. And I was so excited with my little Teller thing. It said Mark Teller. <laughs> that was my identity, right? And then after that, my neighbor, his name was June, June. I uh, used to work at like a Jiffy Lube, but they called it Oil Express. And he says, man, don't leave the bank. Man, you got to dress up there. I got a good job. So I went and started working at Oil Express. And I got a title there. I had identity. And there it was technician. And I changed oil and we changed air filters and, and we overcharged people. But it was good. I was a technician. And then I got married. I got another title. I became husband. And I got here and I got a job at Verizon on south South and uh, Actually, when was it? It was a... Uh, on Broad and, and uh, how could I forget? You know where the McDonald's is on Broad Street? No. <laughs> Snyder, Broad and Snyder. I worked there for five years, you think I remember. But I worked on Broad and Snyder, and there I had a title too. I was a customer service rep for Spanish customers, so I did a lot of <laughs> hard conversations. Un arreglo de pago, I can help you. Um, but yeah, it was a lot I did customer service there, and I had a title, it was a union job, and so I had a title there. I was in the army for many years, so I was a private. I was my title, and then I became a specialist, and then after that, I became a sergeant. After that, I, I went over to the officer side. I was a lieutenant, I was a captain, then I was a major, and these were all titles. And titles are good. there's nothing wrong with titles, and, and you have titles. you carry some, some may, you may recognize some you may not even recognize, We're uncles were aunts, were nephews were nieces. These are titles that we have. But, but of all the titles that I held and all the titles that you have at your disposal, there's one that is the most important title you have. And that title is Son or Daughter of God. That title is just so amazing because it gives you access to that eternal life that we talked about. But it also gives you access to the, the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And that's the title that the enemy, the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call him, and his, his kingdom doesn't want you to have access to that title. Because when you start to embrace that title of son and daughter, you become a threat. You become a threat to that kingdom of darkness that, that is intended to hold you back. I love the title of son and daughter because as I was preparing for this, the Holy Spirit would just kind of told me, that he said, do you realize that that's the only title that you you take into heaven. The rest of the titles stay here. The only title we can take to heaven is son or daughter. And there's power, so much power and clarity and wisdom and hope uh, in that title. And the beautiful thing about that title is when you get, you receive that title of son or daughter, all of a sudden your life becomes so much bigger than you. As I sat back there with the, I want to give you an example. As I sat back there with the young lady with the nonprofit. I told her when this thing, because she's nervous and I I don't know, pastor, the people, I said, everything you need for that nonprofit is already inside of you. It's already in you. You're you're a daughter of God. Everything you need is inside of you. I said, and all the people you need, they're already set. God already has them set. Because when you're walking in this kingdom of heaven on earth, God starts to move. He starts to operate before you even think about it. Whatever you're worried about, he already thought it out. When Moses gave the excuse or the reason why he was incapable, he says, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even talk. And God already had an answer. God said, I, Aaron, your brother Aaron's already on the way. God already has the answer. He's just waiting for us to take the step. He's waiting for us to say, okay, you may start here. I, am I a son? That, 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 you can start there. But eventually you got to get to a place like, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. And you need to embrace that. Because what does that do? That should take some of the stress off of you. Because now it's just not you. Your son, your daughter, that means dads in the equation. That means Jesus is on your side. That means that when you're, whatever he's put in your heart, what he's put in your heart, not what you put in your heart, what he's put in your heart is already in motion. But we got to start living that out. So that title of son or daughter is powerful. And that makes you an heir of the kingdom, an heir of the kingdom. What is an heir? It's a person who's set to inherit assets or property. uh, When when someone dies, again, it's a legal, it's legal. It's a legal transfer, which is non-taxed. And it's left by the one who signed the last will and testament, the last will and testament. And so God is so good that he left us a testament as well. He left us the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so that's, that's the, the will that we as sons and daughters of God, we need to go back to the word of God, which is that will, last will and testament. Because if, if someone comes to your door, Milton, today, and uh, they say, hey, you got to meet with a lawyer because you got this, this uncle, this great uncle in Puerto Rico who just left you 2.3 million dollars. A brand-new car. Are you sure? Let me see your ID. Milton, I'm make sure. They want to see your ID, right? Then, and then they, they said, we need to meet with you. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to read that will. They're going to read that will. And they said, this is what you're entitled to. And Milton's going to take that thing. He's going to take pictures of it. He don't want to lose He said, email it to me, mail it to me, because I want that will. But that's the same attitude we have to have with the word of God. It's the will. So that when all hell breaks loose or things start to fall apart, you go back to the, hold up. Hold up, I'm an heir. I'm just not anybody. I've, I've, embraced, I've embraced my sonship and my daughtership. And I have a father. And according to the will, there's nothing too big for him. According to the will... I can do all things through my Father, through Christ who strengthens me. You start to declare that will. So what is the enemy's job? His job is to keep you from reading the word so that you cannot claim your inheritance. So a lot of us, we just go around as Christians, right? We've already received Jesus. We're, we're, we're going to church. There's a relationship. We read the Bible every once in a while, you know, and, and, but we're not claiming what the word says. We're not going back to the last will and testament. So what does it say? And so the enemy says, I don't want them to know. I don't want them to. He does not want you. First, he doesn't want you to be a son or daughter, and then he doesn't want you to go back to the word of God, because that's legal right. You have legal right to God's promises, but if you don't know what the promises are, you miss it. So if Milton gets the will from his uncle and says, "Ah, I don't need that. I'm good. I don't need that. Then it just gets lost, or someone else eventually claims it. And that's what happens sometimes. We get all these promises, right? We have this amazing inheritance, Uh, Through the kingdom of God, through the sacrament, and, and, and the debt was paid on the cross. Jesus paid the debt so that you can be called son, so you can be called daughter. Now it's your job is to come up like the young lady did and grab it. Grab your inheritance and believe it in faith. And as we do that, because I believe for some reason, I believe that there's some people in here for some crazy reason are starting to believe that, hey, I'm a son. Hey, I'm a daughter and there's an inheritance that is rightfully mine. And if nobody else claims it, I'm going to claim it. That's the God that we serve. He's a, he's a good God. And there, there's, there's, there's just blessings, including provision and resources that are available to us, bigger than anything this world can offer. And I'm telling you that as we begin to operate and function in the kingdom of heaven on earth, when we begin to declare that we are sons, that we are daughters, that $100 is just a little thing. When I'm talking about the overflow of God, I'm talking about in every area of your life. I'm not just talking about, I know we talk about inheritance, we think about money. And yes, money's part of it, but it's greater than that. It's greater than that. It's that when all of a sudden fa- you walk into a family reunion, there's something different about him. There's something different about her. What's going on? I don't know. I just, I just found out that I'm a daughter. I just found out that I'm a son, and I'm operating in that, and I'm believing, and I'm no longer a borrower. I'm not borrowing things, and I don't, I don't need you to give me your hand-me-downs like you used to. I, 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 my dad owns it all, and because he owns it all, I have legal rights. I'm telling you, you begin to talk like that, some things will start to happen. You start telling the devil, I don't know what your plan is. But my dad said, I have legal right. I'm going to own my house. My, ho- my car, I'm going to pay for my car cash. I'm not sure how that happens, but-, but my father's able to do it. And because I'm a son, because I'm a daughter, it's going to happen. I'm not against credit, but man, we could get past credit too. We could- that business is going to overflow. It's going to overflow. Why? Because God put it in pride, He put it in motion. He put it in motion, but somebody has to believe, he said. If you would just believe, stop speaking death over things. God is so ready, but you got to unite with him. you got to stand. God, if you said it, I believe it. I don't care what I see. I don't care what's falling down. I'm going to believe. I'm going to stand firm. I'm telling you, he's desperate to show up, church. But so many times we speak death over, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I believed it on Sunday, but on Tuesday, I, I don't believe no more. Take out the will. Take out the will. What does the will say? What does the will say? Put up the verse there. Glory to Jesus. I forgot about the scripture. Galatians 3, for you are all children of God through faith. Faith is faith he's looking for he's looking for men and women who would walk in faith I don't care if I don't see it I believe it faith in Jesus and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on clothes, new clothes new clothes, not hand me down not your brother's clothes, not your neighbor's clothes, but new clothes just for you there's no longer Jew, Gentile, slave, nor free, male, nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. The promise to Abraham you have at your disposal, you just got to grab it. It says you are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. The promises are yours. They're mine. We got to start acting like it. There's a legal step that we have to take. We have to literally say some things. We got to go back to our past sometimes. We got to go back to our generational curses, right? And we got to say, I used to belong to you. I used to be bound, but no longer. I legally take... Back what you stole from me because it never belonged to you in the first place. We got to go to that kingdom of darkness and say, No, 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 no. For some crazy reason, somebody's believing this in here, right? Because it's for you. That's why. Because your spirit is longing. Because your spirit is tired of the same old thing. We got to stop agreeing with darkness and we start receiving the promises legal rights that you have. We got to stop complaining. Stop complaining. Say, God, I'm not sure. i do not sure what it is, but I want it. You just got to want it a little bit. I'm telling you, you know, I, when he called me, I was like, me? Why? Me? He showed me a basement, a basement. Okay, we'll do a church in the basement. We did. We Actually, we did it in a dining room table with five people, but but then faith started to rise. It's bigger. It's more. It's more. And I didn't really care about none of y'all. I'm going to be honest. I didn't care about y'all. I didn't even see you guys. But he did. He saw y'all. I didn't. I was just moving in obedience. I had no idea you guys were going to show up. I didn't know there was going to be an army of people up here. Shh, just a little bit of faith. He starts to put things together you could never put together. I could never, I could never have brought all those back. Never have people coming. I could never have this amazing worship. What is? Because it's not mine. I'm just an heir. I'm just an heir. I'm just like, oh, God, what else? And now I say, what else do you have for me, God? What else? He says, oh, it's so much bigger, Mark. He said, Mark, it's so much bigger. You haven't seen anything yet. This is just a little bit of what I'm, I'm going to do through you. And then he says, and guess what? It's not just for you, but the Bible says we're co-heirs. You know what that means, a co-heir? Oh, can you put the scripture up? It says we're co-heirs. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of the kingdom and co-heirs with Christ. Co-heirs is this. If I'm a co-heir, come up here, Milton. You can jump up here quick. It's the guy with the $2 million, right? Yes, so if that will says that we're co-heirs, then I'm getting the $2 million too. Yes, too. We share it, and there's enough. And that's what what, what what Paul is saying. You're co-heirs. So the kingdom is not limited. Your blessing is my blessing. There's enough. It's not exclusive. It doesn't say Milton gets... One million, Marcus, it says, no, they, 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 they. So my blessing here is your blessing. Co heirs. I love it. That's a legal term. See, see, God wasn't playing when he put these words in there. Co heirs. That means, that means that when Terrell's blessed, that means when when Edgar's blessed, when when I'm blessed, that's why I gotta celebrate their blessing. I can't can't be envious of it because I'm a co-heir. Whatever you got, I got. I just got to believe it. I got to believe it. And that's how we take over a city, church, when our mentality changes. Sonship, daughtership, co-heirs of an, uh, uh, an unlimited inheritance. I want that two mil. We're buying a boat. You gotta start thinking different. And that's what the Holy Spirit is saying. He's saying, Dream, dream, dream. No matter how big you dream, you can't outdream God. Your dreams are little. So if you're dreaming for a million dollars, just toss it in the toilet because God's gift, His inheritance for you, is even bigger than that. You gotta believe it. You got to believe it, and somebody in the room's believing it because I feel it because I'm starting. Somebody's provoking my faith in the room. Man, don't you know that your faith provokes my faith? That when I talk to the young lady, she's like, my nonprofit, I signed it, Pastor, and I sent it. I don't even know if it's going to come back good. Guess what it did? It provoked my faith. It makes me preach better makes me walk better, makes me think better, makes me be better because he's good. He's so much for your church, just looking for somebody. You know, when I talk to David sometimes, I say, Dave, and he said, Pastor, we're going to overfill that conference. I say, yes. It's provoking my faith. I need you, church, to provoke my faith. Can we stand in this place today? She's so good. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the will and testament you've left us. God, that we would not take it lightly, God, but we would open it up. And we would see what rightfully belongs to me. What rightfully, legally, in the spiritual realm, that will eventually manifest in the physical realm. So that your name would be lifted up. Your name will be lifted up first the name of Jesus, the name above all names. So I pray, Lord, in this place, God, for identity, identity as sons and daughters, and that we would recognize you as a good father, a capable father, a father who has not abandoned us, but a God who's never leaves us and never forsakes us. So I thank you, Lord, for provoking our faith in this place, God. Oh, God, I know you want us to move. You want us to move in faith, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, what you're doing, God. Oh, God, even right now, Holy Spirit, that you would birth some stuff in our hearts right now, God. You would birth some things in our mind, God, and we would cancel lies. We would we would denounce renounce lies that have been set over us, God, that we would begin to believe God, that we are sons, that we are daughters, that we are part of this God, that we 're not outsiders, that we 're not orphans. I' come against that orphan spirit right now. I come against that orphan spirit that is attached to poverty right now. Sha. Come against that orphan spirit which limits you, God, which doesn't allow you to flow, God. Oh, and I pray, like sonship, Lord, sonship, daughtership, right now, God, in the name of Jesus, that our children, God, and our children's children, Lord, oh, God, they would go for it, God, they would believe, God. But it starts here, it starts right now, right now. Glory to Jesus. He's doing something in the room right now. He's doing something in the room. Hallelujah. He's doing something in the place right now. Glory to Jesus. That we will begin to believe. We will begin to believe. Let's declare some things in this place. Let's declare some things. Just repeat after me. I I like you mean it. I I am You're going to say son or daughter. I am am a son. son. Louder. I am a son. son. I have have legal rights to the kingdom kingdom. of heaven. heaven. Right here, right right now in Philadelphia. I come against lies, words, words of destruction over myself Right right now. And I speak life, life life, life, from heaven heaven to me me, right now now. in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, there's power in his name. Yes, 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 yes. There's more, there's more, there's more, there's more, church, there's more, there's more, there's more. He's, He's ready to overflow. Don't get in his way. overflow 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 business ideas right now book ideas right now god oh god dreams we could never dream without you god dreams that that, that, that you you your, your spirit is required god to birth those dreams god yes jesus yes jesus yes lord yes jesus He's so good. He's so good. He's so for you. He's not against you. Never, never, ever, ever, ever has he been against you. So in this same spirit, if you need prayer today, if you feel like something is happening, I, I would challenge you to come forward. We want to pray with you. So as the worship team sings, I invite you. I invite you to take a step forward. Take a step towards him. I've prayed for miracles in this place. This is how I find my battle. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.